Good afternoon and welcome to Black Republican, Black Democrat. I'm your co-host, Jamar Nelson, and with a brand new co-host, that is, once he gets together over there. See, this is the part of being brand new. Uh, uh, our new co-host, and he has to learn the ropes around here. He is... Patwin Lawrence. Ah, Patwin, welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome. I, uh, You know what? Uh, black Republican, Black Democrat has gone through a couple of facelifts around here, right, Stan? And during the, <laughs> during the uh, what have we been on now? Uh, nine, ten, nine months? You started around the first of the year, did you not? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So time flies. Time does fly, really, it does. So we're almost on a year here, and uh, we've uh, undergone a couple of facelifts. We've got a nose... And a chin. You know, we've done that. So, no, welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. No, this is a fantastic uh, platform, and thanks for thinking of me and inviting me to come on board. No, it was, it's my pleasure. Pat Wynn and I, you, we had to learn each other. Uh, Pat Wynn and I uh, used to uh, I used to disagree a lot, strongly disagree a lot. And uh, I think that, but that's what, uh, that's what we have to have, and that's what we lose, Pat, when in society nowadays, having um, a robust conversation that where you can disagree uh, and not hate each other. Yes, absolutely. And uh, it took me a while. You know, I'm, I'm human, and it took me a while to understand, Pat, and understand some of the things Pat was saying, and I resented them. But uh, when you first became a guest on, and uh, I listened to you, and I'm thinking like, no, this isn't this this guy. He's not some uh, right wing kook. This is a dude that no, you have a, you have staunch beliefs and you stand up for him. Yep. And that reminds me of me, and then that's cool with me. That that absolutely is cool. So I was like, you know, we need somebody like that too. We don't. I need somebody that gives me a, a pushback, right? Yeah. Well, you know, I grew up in a household like my my family has been uh, involved in politics back in South Carolina, more on the local level, and we're always having conversations with my dad. We're always. My mom actually hates it <laughs> when I come <laughs> home for the holidays because, like, the minute I walk in the door, my dad is asking me about something, and I'm hitting him back, and and we really agree, but we we approach things from a different perspective right. and uh but yeah over like you and i yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so in our family that's like par for course yes so. well it is and, and it should be we uh, uh uh you know minorities should uh as much as a lot of them don't like politics that we need to stay more actively involved yes this election this past tuesday pat one yeah. was a prime example of black folks minorities mm -hmm. showing up and showing out that's right um the numbers were Staggering in Minneapolis, and I'm talking yes. about. Excuse me, guys. I'm talking about the Minneapolis mayoral races and uh, city the council. city council and, and those type board, of race, yeah. park board and, mm -hmm. and things of that nature. Uh, at first, early it looked it slow. Well, and, but you forget people have to go to work, you know. Yeah. So it looked it pretty. It looked it pretty glim at first, but then I saw that kept. Uh, I kept up on the. Um, the Secretary of State's website, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden, man, these numbers just started growing. Mm -hmm. And then I seen where uh, I started getting uh, texts where they were saying that uh, certain uh, precinct uh, polling places needed more ballots. Uh -huh. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me! And I'm like, no, they need more ballots. So I'm like, that is fantastic. Mm -hmm. So not just minorities, but solely minority folks, because I, I think Democrats and Republicans totally underestimate the power of millennials yes. and minority voters That's okay right. and they both take advantage of us okay take yeah. us take us just for granted totally for granted excuse me thank you for yeah. get, helping me <laughs> I'm glad you're the co-host <laughs> um 
And uh, I think people now know, especially millennials, well, I mean, I can hurt you financially, can't hit you in the pocket, mm-hmm. but I can hit you in the voting booth. Okay. And I think that that's what you got to do. We elected two transsexuals. That's I know. Um, well, I mean, <laughs> we'll talk about that. That's amazing, though. Well, it is amazing. Um, and and I'm, I'm glad from a black perspective. And that's how actually I do my politics. I think of, you know, what's beneficial for the black community. And that's really what decides my uh, direction in politics, even though I'm more conservative um, because of my background and, you know, things of that nature. But I ultimately filter things through the lens of what's beneficial for the black community. And so, yes, it's good that we have more black faces on the city council. However, uh, just because they're black faces, that doesn't necessarily mean they are have a black agenda and are going to move the black community forward. And so that's what I'm waiting to see. So I'm cautiously optimistic, even though they're on the opposite political spectrum uh, from me, that they probably are you know, very liberal and they might do some things that I would uh, disagree with. But I'm really interested in um, how they plan to move the black community forward. And so Nakima, for instance, um, you know, who ran for mayor, she was my first choice. Okay. And that might surprise some people. Okay. But when I was on the Council on Black Minnesotans, we did a press conference back in June of 2015 where we called for an audit of state government on um, in terms of their hiring practices. Um, we wanted a breakdown by race and gender so we could actually see, um, you know, if there's any disparities in, in hiring within state government, which we know that, you know, there is. And to see what it is, not that we can say, oh, we got you, but so we can make corrective action. And Nakima has been on that. And so that's the so really one of the sole reasons. Even though I disagreed with her on Black Lives Matter tactics, um, I I knew that she does have an interest in terms of equity and moving the community forward. And so that's why I voted for her as my first choice. It's funny you bring up Nakima because Nakima and I, too, uh, totally disagreed staunchly. And and funny, uh, one day during this race, about three months ago, we were at a restaurant uh, together. Not together, but we were at a Mm -hmm. restaurant at the same time. Mm -hmm. And uh, she spoke to me. And I did a triple, double, quadruple take. I'm like, <laughs> huh? Mm-hmm. So she spoke to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I absolutely could do nothing but speak back to her. And from that moment on, we started seeing each other because, uh, you know, full disclosure, I was doing a little uh, communications with the Al Flowers campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we would he was see my number three because of you. Oh, see, uh, <laughs> that was the conversation we had. Remember? Oh, that's right, my, that's right. Because yeah. you weren't even considering him at first. Yes, that's true. Because he didn't support me when I was running for state senate. So that's right. I was like, no. Oh well, thank you for yeah. voting for him. And so because of you, that's why. Well, he thank you. Third. And I'm sure now that he will, when when he hears this, he will uh, uh, thank you too. And uh, as, like I said, I've seen it at the different debates, mm-hmm. and we started speaking where we would, she would again speak to me. Give me a, and and she would see me and I'd be in the back of the room, and our eyes would meet and she'd give me a, a what's up by the head, you know, and um, I just walked up to her and started speaking, talking to her and I asked her to be on the show. So I think I look forward to having her on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is but and when I say that last year and the year before last, I, we wouldn't dare speak to each other, get near each other. Mm-hmm. So man, things change, and I think yeah. that the thing about as I always say, Pat is we can drive different cars, yeah. but let's try to meet at the same location. Yes, you know what I mean. You can yes. drive your Benz, and I'll be in my hoop deal, whatever. <laughs> but let's try to meet at the same yeah. destination. And I and I really, I, I have to learn. I'm learning to respect other people's way of getting there. Mm-hmm. You know. I, I might want to drive in the left lane all the time. I just want to get there fast. But, and I have to learn to understand that sometimes you have to pace yourself. Sometimes you yeah. have to get in the right lane and That's drive right. slowly. That's right. And so I have to respect the fact that people have their own ways of getting there because we're trying to get to the same place. 
And we I have to do that in that. Minneapolis because uh, because it's a one party town. You know, the DFL controls everything. And so I think right. for uh, Republicans, Libertarians, even Greens and others, um, independents, you know, we kind of have to look and work. We should work with each other because ultimately, at the end of the day, I really believe in being above parties that we should look out for your own interests um, first. And as an African-American, for me, that's looking out for the black community first. That's right. And so it's not being beholden to the Democratic Party. I think we need to get away from that. Um, and so I guess over, you know, shows we'll talk more about that. Oh, of course. <laughs> we will we'll definitely course. talk about that because I think they've taken us totally for granted in that what we can do, even if we do vote monolithically for one party, we need to hold that party accountable. And we have not done Absolutely. that. And so I think politically we need to be more astute about things. And I, I will say about the um, council race, um, even though we have more black faces and two of them are transgender, um, the the takeaway from that is, well, what does that say about say that our black? Well, two of them are trans. No, no, I'm saying that I said transsexual. That's the wrong way of saying it. It's transgender. Well, I thought they were trans. I thought they're both trans. Well, I thought Felipe was a woman. That, that turned to a man. Yes. And Andrea. I was just, I, yeah, I just saw that today. And yeah. I got confused, yeah. actually, when her husband or his husband or, you know, came, yeah. So we should actually bring them on. I, yes. I, I'm actually interested in doing a show sure. on sexuality. I think that would be really good to help people to understand kind of where people are coming from. We have to have conversations. It's not enough yes. because of religious beliefs. And, you know, I have a conservative religious, come from a conservative religious background. But most what I've noticed do, right? that, yes, yes, most African-Americans do. But. You know, being a younger um, person, you know, person that's, you know, under 50, um, I, I you know, have grown in a different type of uh, socially cultural culture. You know, it's different. It's more liberal. And we and these people are out there. And so instead of being hateful or condemning people, which I see in the church a lot, which I completely disagree with, you know, one of the churches I used to attend, there was actually a crossdresser that used to come in during services. And then during meet and greet time, uh, when it's time to, you know, just meet your neighbor and all, I would see, you know, some of the elders of the church and other people would go, would like, you know, kind of point and snicker. And that totally upset me because even if you think this person is living a wrong lifestyle, that is not how you go about engaging that person. Absolutely. And so and taking that in terms of politics, that's what we need to do. We need to have conversation. Yes, yeah, I love that. We're going to have plenty of conversation yep. on Black Republican, Black Democrat. I'm glad to have you aboard. Yes, now, let's uh, take a break, take a breather, and come back with more of uh, Black Republican, Black Democrat with our new co-host, Patwin Lawrence. This is Black Republican, Black Democrat on Twin Cities News Talk and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. Watch out now. Welcome, welcome back, Black Republican, Black Democrat, Twin Cities News Talk, TwinCitiesNews.com. Pat, when you're going to get used to me and my producer, our producer, coming up with the best bumper music. Is that what we call this thing? Is that what they are? Bumper? Okay. In the certain Twin Cities, okay? Yeah. Um, I love it. I'm a child of the 80s, 90s. And I'm going to quiz you like I did Priya from now and every now and then. Do you know who this is? I've heard it. I don't, I'm not good at that. I'm Just not good at knowing who the people are. Okay. This voice. Is that Luther Vandross? Oh, bing, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> uh, welcome back uh, to Black Republican, Black Democrat. I'm Jamar Nelson. And I'm Pat Wynn Lawrence. Our new co-host. Our new co-host. Got to get used to saying that. Uh, so again, Pat Wynn, um, we got... Going forward, we're going to have some great shows going forward because uh, the thing about it is uh, 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 
you know different people, so do I. And so to have you a part of this this family now and, and to bring your broad perspective of ideals, um, conversation, and again, you're, the people that you know is going to be a great mix of black, uh, here with Black Republican, Black Democrat, uh, or BRBD, as I like to say, because saying mm-hmm. that in one word is a lot. Okay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I think what's important is for us to remember, as we were saying before we went to the break, um, that you're right. We have to have conversations about sexuality in 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 the black communities and black and brown communities mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. Um, I think, like you were saying, uh, not only does Democrats take us for granted, but Republicans dismiss us. Yes. And the reason there wasn't a Republican running for mayor or for and what's it's there probably was there probably was in, in Cinema City Council races. But you're right. They don't they're not loud and proud to be a Republican because they're in Minneapolis. Yeah. But I say that's Republicans fault. Quit quit stereotyping Minneapolis, those that live in Minneapolis and run your mm-hmm. candidate mm-hmm. because you would find out that your views would be in line with a lot of the people in Minneapolis, black, brown, pink, and purple. But it, it, it bothers me that they say, oh, that's Minneapolis. There are Democrats, especially those, 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 those uh, black and brown people. No. Run your ideals past us. You will find that some of them reluctantly, mm-hmm. and some of us may not want to publicly uh, um, vote for you, but, hey, that got Donald Trump elected too, right? You know, not publicly saying, hey, I'm for you Donald know, Trump, but going into the battle. I absolutely agree with you. And actually, I talked to some people, you know, um, you know, within the party. I know, uh, well, and I think all that's going to change, especially under uh, Jennifer, uh, Jennifer Connor Hand's leadership. Um, I know she we'll wants to change that. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. But I ultimately think that her heart's in a good place and yeah, that she does no. want to make some changes because, yes. you know, she... she She's that kind of woman, and I'm glad that uh, the party decided to uh, move forward with her. Um, however, yes, uh, you know, I talked to some libertarians, and I, and they were saying, well, you know, um, should we run a candidate? I was like, you should, because especially with this ranked choice voting, what could possibly happen is you could have uh, an alliance between Republicans and libertarians and other parties. If you look at the numbers, and it's all a numbers game, there could be a possibility where you could possibly win, you know. Yes, but you have to try. You have to at least there- Try. Just like I ran for office, I knew that I probably didn't have a chance of winning. And but you I were still saying tried. that. That's right. And, and that's what I respected you know? about you. And that's when my respect started to grow for you because, yes, you were you were running, you were pitching your ideals, and you kept saying, "Look, I may not have a chance, but I want to I want to expose this candidate for what I think that he is, yeah. and I want to talk about the ideals that he's yeah. not talking about, that's and right. here's some of my ideals." Yeah. And I kept saying, I kept shaking my head, saying, "Oh, okay, whatever, yeah. Pat." But he didn't want to debate me. But, but that's I had. All right. <laughs> but, but you know, we'll but, leave that alone, though. But here's the, no, 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 no. We won't because here's the thing: it's it's because when you don't like a person, you tend to dismiss everything they say. Or yeah, when you don't, true. when you just when you don't like a person's party, you tend to dismiss everything that person says. Mm-hmm. And that's what we've gotten into the more, more, especially over the last now what nine years since Barack had eight. Now we've yeah. been a year under Trump. Trump. Mm-hmm. So the last nine years, especially. Yeah. That's exactly what's happening. Oh, you're Republican. I'm not going to listen mm-hmm. to you. Sometimes, a lot of times, people don't care what color yeah. you are. Yeah. But when they say an R or a D, yeah, that's it's right. like, uh, they put the 
hands over That's ears. Right. I don't want to hear from yeah. you. Well, and what's happened is we've become kind of siloed in these digital ghettos where, um, you know, the other parties or, or anybody with a different political view, their news is fake news. That's right. And so we don't listen to what the what the Democrats say. We don't listen to what the Republicans say or liberal conservative. We automatically shut off. We should actually look. And I believe this for anything. You should whatever the, the, the topic is, you should look at both sides and then determine, analyze and see, you know, do you agree with this? Do you not disagree with what are the arguments? And then who ultimately at the end of the day, who is the what is the right path to go down? That's right. um, and but people don't do that. And it's in all facets of life, just not politics. It's in religion. People don't. They're like, oh, that's, you know, this faith or that's that faith. I don't want to have anything to you know do or, or listen to what they're saying and not having conversations. And that puts up walls to where people are sectioned off. And that only benefits the elites that are in within those particular groups because the, it hurts the common person. So in politics, because that this happens, we hurt the average citizen because they don't get the information to make good, informed decisions on either side. Because sometimes both sides might be wrong and there might be another you know solution that is probably the better solution or one person might be right and the other person uh, might be wrong. But how do we determine that? We should be willing and to be open and honest and really instead of looking at it as right and wrong, we should look at it as truth or not truth. That's what we should always seek the truth, whatever, no matter what it is, no matter what the cost is, that should be the focus, not because of a particular party, you have to back everything they say. No, that's stupid. That's a gang mentality. We really should be thinking about what is the truth, what is the right way forward, and that's beneficial for everyone. Absolutely, Pat. But I think what doesn't help is uh, having um, uh, when Republicans let guys like Judge uh, Roy Moore uh, run uh for political off i mean what well, i shouldn't say left him because there's nothing they can do mm -hmm. and it's too late to get him off the ballot mm -hmm. but i think that that cause doesn't but what's hurt, wrong, doesn't but help what's wrong with i mean you disagree with with uh uh, Judge Moore. I happen to like some things about him and his stances. Uh, with the allegations now that are coming forward, I'm very skeptical and suspicious. I can no longer. Of, I can no. Pat, when I can no longer uh, uh, respect or even what? the fact that he's running. Those allegations to me are extremely serious. Oh, they and, are. Yes. And what I yes, don't like is are. how Republicans say if he did it. No, I don't. Which listen, I, I asked the question that he did today. I seen his. Uh, he did a live. Uh, uh, I don't know if it was a. Mm -hmm. uh, campaign stop or whatever it may yep, have been yep, yep. and i heard the question he asked he says why do why does women uh come up come forward 30 to 40 years later mm -hmm. as men it's easy for us to ask that but i was asking that mm -hmm. question when bill cosby was being accused i'm like wait a minute 96 women came up mm -hmm. 40 years later but then when you meet victims of mm -hmm. rape yeah. incest mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. things of that nature and you talk to them, you understand yeah. why it takes so long because for them to the come shame, forward. Yes, afraid. they think that it's their fault. They mm -hmm. think that they deserved it. That the, the, their assailant mm -hmm. probably told them that. Yeah. Probably put that in their head. That's right. So it's easy for us as men and people to mm -hmm. ask those questions. But when you're not, when you're not that individual, that victim. Mm -hmm. You don't understand why you why it takes but thirty to forty years to come forward. It, it's it's the skepticism is there because this per this person is tied into the Democratic Party has worked for. However, know, but Pat, when she's and, admitted and, what yes. he's admitted what uh, but he's about he's about confirmed what she said though. And, and well, and you know, 
she's just now coming out. What about the other times when he was running for office or, you know, up for judgeships? Why why didn't this come out yeah. then? But now that we're in this culture where things are being exposed, which I'm glad yes. that's actually yes. happened, like with Hollywood, but we've always known that about Hollywood, what's been going on. And there's a lot, and in a politics. lot worse, too. And in politics. We, we know. It used to be with on. boys in politics. Yeah. Let's just keep it real. It used yeah. to be with the male interns. But that's how they control. So that's in the system. And that's why uh, it's funny. I heard Ron Paul, he when he first went to Congress, this is what he said he said uh, he, he told people when they would you know get elected to office if you're not married make sure you get a wife watch your back because people intentionally try to trap you because um, then they're not going to expose you then there but they're going to hold that over your head so then you can vote certain ways and I think that's what's going on with a lot of politicians particularly from my home state of South Carolina with Lindsey Graham because everybody knows about Lindsey Graham what do you and mean so well, you know Lindsey Graham Lindsey so, yeah Lindsey yeah um, they call Miss Lindsey so uh, Lindsey Graham <laughs> so yeah. So, you know, everybody knows. But in, in the South, people know about a lot of things. We just keep things quiet as long as you're not open about it. So. So, yeah. So that's so that's kind of how things are. Um, and so I feel that, you know, it's good that things are being exposed. But what we need to be careful of is that people don't get caught up in a frenzy and accusing people falsely or using it for a political angle. And I think that's what's going on with uh, with Judge Moore. But if it does come out that he really did do those things, then, yes, she should definitely get out of the out of the race because that would be a hindrance. You know, See, this is why you're the co-host, because you're dropping bombs, because I did not. I had Everybody never knows about it. No, I no no. I had never yeah. even heard about that. You know, no, about and no one. And he's not the only one. There's a lot of oh, people in Congress yes. that are in. You know, doing, yeah. But especially on the conservative side, because if you notice, when conservatives because of the get family values, out, yes, part. exactly, yeah. exactly, yep. So that's why you you know you, you when you uh, you can't throw rocks yeah. when you live in a glass house. We got more to come. I'm going to finish discussing the um, Minneapolis mayoral racist with one of our guests, James Everett, a community activist. On the other side of break, this is Black Republican. Black Democrat on Twin Cities News Talk and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. You pat when you feel like, feel like busting loose. Watch out now. Welcome back, Black Republican, Black Democrat. <laughs> so Jason, we got the coolest producer. When I first played this a while back, Stan was like, oh, that's where that was sampled from. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Chuck Brown, that's right. Yeah. It, it is amazing, though, you, when you think about these artists, Stan, can you guys, do you, do you think they imagine that 30, 40 years later, that that song would last a lifetime where kids would be sampling it and making more millions of dollars off of it? That's the great thing about I've learned with hip-hop and R&B and stuff. A lot of the newer stuff, I mean, I started listening to it in the early 90s. Yeah. And if you listen to Snoop Dogg's original album, yep. it's Parliament Funk. It's probably Snoop yep. Dogg lyrics. Yep. Yeah. yep, it basically is. That's right, yeah. And and like I say, Dr. Dre is such a great mixer, but a lot of, he does a lot of remixing from those old songs. It's just Mason like, P. Diddy did a lot of it. They do, exactly. Especially like when you think about like people like Marvin Gaye um, that uh, uh, come up with, uh, uh, I'm, I'm having a brain fart here, I'm sorry, uh, with their songs. They, I just can't imagine them saying, oh, 30 years from now, you know, 
We're going to have kids. They're making probably making more money them. off the samples than they did originally on their own songs. And that's why I was just saying, you think about it, they probably made, you know, a couple hundred, maybe a million, mm-hmm. depending on the artist. Mm-hmm. And now these kids are making 20, 30 million off that very sample. Yep. Uh, that, that very, very, very sample pad one. Yeah, so welcome back. Yes. Glad to be here. So, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, let's talk a little bit more about this mayor's race and, and kind of what happened. Um, well, we know Jacob Fry, you know, he ultimately came out on top uh, as the winner. And, you know, I noticed a lot of comments, uh, you know, on social media where a lot of people in our community are now worried. They're concerned uh, about Jacob, you know, that Jacob, he's in the pocket of the developers. And so a lot of people are concerned about what's going to happen in North Minneapolis um, in terms of, you know, gentrification. Um, what's going to happen now? Will voices of, you know, black and brown people be heard um, by Jacob? Does he really care? A lot of people feel felt that he really doesn't care or feel that he doesn't really care about those issues. Um, and, and so I, I think Honestly, the Democrats are going to find out what the real deal is, because now I think the screw job is coming uh, personally. And so we're really going to see. Yeah, we're really going to see. This is Keep It Real Radio. Yeah, so let yeah. her rip. Man. Yeah, the screw job's coming. Like, you know, they'll smile in your face and they'll, you know, he has those movie star looks, as everyone says. And, you know, people just go off of the, you know, physical appearance and some, you know, good words that he might say. But substantively, what is he really about? And so I think we're really going to find out because we see this going on nationally where we look at cities, how they're all being gentrified, where poor people, which uh, I don't want to say poor equals black because that's not necessarily true. But even though the majority of our population are poor, that's true. Those are the, those that's the data. Um, they're being pushed out of these cities into the suburbs and out into the rural areas. And where in if you want to live in like an urban environment, you have to have a six figure job or have, you know, lots of family wealth to be able to um, live in those areas. And so we're going to find out. We're really going to find out. I asked Tom Hoke about that when he was mm-hmm. on. And uh, he was my second choice. He was. I asked him about that because, you know, he was <laughs> at Hood. Yeah. And so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, he kind of disagreed with the fact that I, because I brought that very notion up that I thought that hey, you were black folks were mad at you, Tom. We're, we're pissed because when you were at the head of HUD, you pushed us out of our own communities, up out into the suburbs. You claim you're bringing in affordable housing, we couldn't afford it, mm-hmm. so you so you thought you required us with Section Eight and different mm-hmm. programs like that, mm-hmm. um, and gave us these nice houses that we couldn't afford or. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oh, I, yeah. I, so I just think that, like I said, the gentrification and uh, and different gender gerrymandering that goes on. See, I find it uh, uh, just amusing that no one peeps how. And let's just be real: Republicans now mm-hmm. practice it yeah. when they're gerrymandering. How I'm gonna the, I, as a politician, I'm gonna pick my constituents. The constituents ain't gonna pick me. Mm-hmm. And we're not we're not moving on that. You know, we're simply being too. Uh, um, passive mm-hmm. okay we're not we're being reactive instead of being proactive well that's because we don't know our constitutional rights we don't know the founding principles of this country we 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 don't know the law we don't know kind of what we were founded on we you know and and, and so it's particularly in the black community we only focus on the negative things like slavery and things like that which yes that this nation was you know founded on that uh, but looking at the founding principles where our elective officials should be fearful of the people and that we should be holding our elected leaders accountable and we are not doing that we like to 
talk and say that we're going to do that, but we never do because we keep voting these same people that are really harmful to our community. We keep voting them in. Uh, that's one of the reasons why I'm pissed at the, uh, the CBC, the Congressional Black um, Caucus, because they're refusing to talk to Trump, whether you like his politics or not. But they offered, they sent, they sent uh, no, multiple no, they've invitations. No, saying, no, no he, they sent it all, they sent, they showed it. I, I have the email myself. I'd be happy to show it okay. to you. Yes, I would yes. like to see that. They sent it to him. And I, okay. I, I, I can't think of the last scam brother's name I, with the, with the uh, hazel eyes. They sent a letter okay. to him back in January. Okay. Said that they wanted to meet with him. Okay. But now they did say, they did say we didn't want to meet with Bannon. They said we do not want to have any Why not? Because they, he, he is a racist. He's a bigot and a racist. Well, I, and they I, said we don't want to I have a different be- opinion on that. But well, even though if he's, let's say he's a racist. Let's say Trump he is. is a racist. Let's say they're well, all not, racist. Okay. But. We know and with the the FBI files that just came out where it mentioned that LBJ was in the Klan, which doesn't surprise me at all, because any Southern person, you know, back at that time, you know, the Klan was an integral part about politics. Where Democrats really and Republicans. Yes, that's right. So we know LBJ was a, a virulent racist. Yep. But yet Martin Luther yeah. King met with him, you know, um, A. Philip Randolph, all those guys met with them. And look at what we've got in terms of our civil rights. But LBJ why can't was we smart. Go, he was why, a, why can't we meet with Trump? He was a smarter politician. He told Martin Luther King he knew that it, uh, that it wasn't politically popular from the past, the civil rights bill. Yeah, but he right. said to Martin, look, I'm going to play politics. Mm-hmm. I need you to make me sign this bill. Yeah. Sure. Martin knew what he was talking about. He yeah. said, I need you to make me. I, I can't just willy-nilly decide. I yeah. need you to make me do it. So yeah. Martin went about setting about doing it. Yeah. You can't make Trump do this. You can't make him do anything. He, he sticks his thumb in the eye of anything. Well, yes, we can. We can hold him accountable because Please. when he was running for in office a year, what's he, what's in he Charlotte ah. and in uh, Gettysburg with the, his Gettysburg address and in Charlotte, he mentioned things that he specifically wanted to do for the black community. Specifically. Oh, please. So, the, so if I was a member of the Congressional Black Caucus, I would be like, okay, Trump, you want to do these things for the community here this is what we need to have done i would be in that office every single day holding him accountable saying what's he done when he this This is what you need to do when he had when he put uh he said he was going to put this little cute office uh cubicle in the office for the congressional i mean for uh for yes Mm -hmm. for the hbcus we you haven't heard anything from that yet you haven't heard anything you know you're right we haven't heard anything that because of the a lot of the drama that's going around because he's not focused on minorities and let's bring in our guests because we still got a handicap uh tuesday's mayoral election in the elections period yeah. in Minneapolis. Let's bring in our guest, James Everett, community activist. James uh, James Everett, how are you, my man? I'm good. How are y'all? Oh, man, good. we good. We good. 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 Welcome, back, man, welcome to the new Black Republican Black Democrat. I love it. I love with it. With our co- new co-host, uh, Pat Lawrence. I love it. I love it. And um, I think it's a spirited discussion. Appreciate it. Um, I'm James Everett, to who's listening. Um, candidate for governor in 2018, running under the Independence oh, Party. Are you serious? No. Oh, yes, sir. Serious? No, you're serious. Yes, sir. Right. You know what I'm saying, sir? I'm the front runner for the Independence Party. At I've the end of the show, I'm going to show you this this inbox I got. I got an inbox from s- someone you and I both know saying that you were going to run. And I said, no, I hadn't heard, you know, because James and I, full disclosure, he and yeah. I worked together, too, yeah. at, our, at, at our other job. James and I worked together. So I was like, no, I hadn't heard that. But that's true. It's true. You I, are- I didn't want to announce until after the elections were over um, for November 7th. So uh, you're breaking that here. You're breaking Breaking it it. Yes, I'm All breaking right. it. This is my first interview officially as a candidate. Um, and so I'm running under the Independence Word. Party. And I want to say I have a different perspective on Trump overall. I think Trump is awesome. Yeah, you, you, now, James and I are Facebook friends. Okay. And James and I have gone through this before. Yes. So okay. now, let, let me say something else before I don't want to alienate our guests. James is very opinionated, outspoken, uh, a true 
soldier for the community. Okay. Thank you, sir. So no, no, man, I'm not just. You can keep that twenty dollars. I don't need that. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm telling the truth. I'm telling the truth. I've known James for forever, and I mean for real. This man has been deeply involved. Mm -hmm. I know. I have nothing on this man. Nothing on this man. I remember when I my first campaign I ever volunteered for was Paul Wellstone. Mm -hmm. <sighs> James was deep involved in that. Yes. Where they knew his name, he was involved. You know Wellstone. Yeah. yeah. So this man knows friend of mine. he knows people in this in, in this town. And so we're very blessed to have not only have him on our show, but to have him a part of our community because this is a brother that goes out and fights tooth and nail for the black community. So Thank you, I, I just wanted to get that in. And so and uh, Trump is not you. awesome in the I'm glad to see both of y'all because y'all are both you, major warriors and uh -huh. I've worked with Pat Wynn in numerous projects and he's Thank always been an upstanding that. person. Yes. And and the thing is, I'm going to tell you something about Trump. It all depends on perspective. Mm -hmm. First of all, all these organizations, let's also remember, just like there's an HBCU, there's also a CIA office in every HBCU. And let's remember that all these folks, as a former president of the NAACP who did not come through a fraternity and who did not come through a Masonic order, mm -hmm. who was not approved by the Eastern Stars or any mm -hmm. sororities, mm -hmm. I got a chance to see that these little bougies need to be shook up, too. See, the problem is the, it, the, the look of complete befuddlement the day he won from the world's elite, whether it was black elites or whether it was white power elites, mm -hmm. was worth every moment of my life ah. to watch people not Shake know what was, oh my um, God, listen. I agree. Uh, look, the thing is, the Dow Jones is up, the stock market's up. But James, what did that, when hold you- on, Hold on, hold on, okay, hold on, hold on. You're the guest, you I mean, and not, not cause I'm the guest. You're the guest. Stop me when I'm lying. Well, no, 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 you're not lying, but you, you said that, you said that months ago, but I told you this, that, now, we have to admit, let's be honest, those are residual effects from- No, they're not. Yes, they are. No, no they're yes, not. Yes, they are. Facts. Any, no, no, they're, they're not. not. No, yes, they are. They're not. The economy, any economic, any economist would tell you that these are residual effects no. from the previous administration. Let's, let's they're say not. this. No, it's, some it's of it is from, some of it, some of it is from the deregulations, which is mm -hmm. not bad, which is not good for us, because now you've made it easier for uh, for businesses to come who? in, corporations to come in and kill us. Here's now. my question: okay. Who is? us because to everybody else in the world we're Sodom and Gomorrah so if we get conquered they're going to shave us all bald and make us run five miles a day for the two-thirds of the world's resources that we've consumed we are Rome Mm -hmm. So who is us? We've all consumed way more than we ever, ever should have. The Dow Jones is up, stock market is up, Nasdaq is up, mm -hmm. and and he wait. it was already up though. It's been no, up. it was no. like it was down. It's it went is, higher than it it's is, ever it's been. Right. But it's, it's, it has the, we have set records. Where did it peak at? You can't Which take, president did it peak under? Uh, hold on, it, it peaked under uh, Trump. Trump. No, Obama. The no, high, you got to no. no. We gotta take a we gotta take a break. Let's take a break. We gotta take a break. But let's let's just say this. Let's just say fact. And let me let's just say fact under. Barack, President Barack Obama, mm -hmm. the 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 stock market reached its highest point. Now it's going higher since Trump. Has first been of all, in it tanked first. No, no, no. When he got in the yes, office, it yes, tanked. Yes, we know when, this. It tanked but when Obama he, got in, yes. and then it, but it never tanked for Trump. And it had, and, and, right. and, and, and so remember, it hasn't tanked for uh, President Obama either. So let's, man, that's I why, that. that's where we got him here. All right, we got more on the other side of the break. This is Black Republican, Black Democrat on Twin Cities News Talk, TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. Welcome back, Black Republican, Black Democrat. I'm your co-host, Jamar Nelson. You just got to kind of turn your mic on. 
See, this is the part of being new here. Yeah, this is part of being new. You and I'm Patwin Lawrence. Uh, kind of dysfunctional. No. You're right. <laughs> I, I'm not even going to quiz you on this because I know you don't know who this, this group is. Do you, you know who this is? No. Oh, man. And no, James is old school. Um, uh, well, I'm going to give you a hint. <laughs> they, they came out with Juicy Fruit. Or, oh. Juicy, I'm sorry. Not Juicy, juicy. Fruit. Juicy. Um, Matum? M2 me. Into me. Yeah, and two man. I'm a DJ, so I should know. You should know it exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I called myself kind of old school. I thought, and I thought, I thought that I was like James would dig that. I would. I, I do. I'm a little younger. I just was DJing. James, for a I'm long 39. How old are you? Okay, I'm 40. Okay, exactly. right there. You yeah. said old school, like. Well, you know, I, so I was like, okay, wait, maybe, maybe he's a little <laughs> got a couple of years on me. Nah. You're younger than me. That's yeah, what's up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. the youngest in my whole crew. Like I'm the youngest guy. So I want to go back to the Trump thing Absolutely. real quick. Um. My thing is, is that I've had to challenge myself over the last four years to re, kind of reinvent myself, especially under Obama. Um, there was no space for the angry black man, even if it was a reason to be mad. Mm -hmm. Everything was okay because Obama was in, and I had to find that space that Chris Rock is able to operate in where he can be politically, give political humor, but it, 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 it's palatable for people. Mm -hmm. And so I had to, I do a lot of reinvention. And now as I'm campaigning, I have to take on the identity, not of my personal views, but on the greater view for the greater community That's and right. things that need to be addressed. Right. So the views and opinions you're hearing today might be a little different than you would have heard two months ago. But that's all right, though. Yeah. And, and you make the point, though, bro. That's what it's not. It's being a comedian in a sense. Yeah. Because if you're if you're fighting for people in this state yes you have to sometimes put your own views aside I, and i've had to yeah. do that and even in this last election i've had to do that um like for instance another thing with trump um things have gotten better for black people again we um that was me laughing there's ninety thousand jobs available in the state of minnesota now let me say something now that's not due to him hold on now we have a great governor let me, let me give you something else though remember this the only people that employ black people is white people and black people oh, that's right Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, um, everybody who's under attack from Trump's agenda is people who historically have not invested in African Americans the way we have invested That's in right. them. Even just with the weave and stuff we buy alone from our mom <laughs> friends, there should be a Yaki Foundation <laughs> that should be able to pay somebody's rent every Talk once in a while. It. Talk about okay, it. Okay. So, and from Mexico, there's two morgues. There's a morgue for bodies and a morgue for body parts. Okay. The, mm -hmm. Every other place but Minnesota, African Americans and Latinos are having beef, and anytime their numbers get bigger than ours, they kick us out. Mm -hmm. The Jeff Hayden attack that came down on the Democratic Party came from Torres Ray and all them. Mm -hmm. My point is, there's a lot of sneak attack that we get, and, uh, and there's no wealth that gets transferred. So, That's right. if if you got a thousand co cousins coming, I'm talking from a black perspective, y'all. Word, word, mm -hmm. word. Uh, uh, um, which, which could... Which could be could tie into a white perspective in some ways too. That's right. Because no one likes either one of us, but they all benefit off of us. That's, That's right. Well, okay. Mm -hmm. This is keep it real radio. Okay. okay. So right. so when you look at Trump, he said, "Oh, it's gonna get better for blacks." Trust me. <laughs> he said it. He didn't want to say. Listen, I remember this camera. country was built by blacks before. See, if you live below the Mason-Dixon line, you get $150 for welfare. That's mm -hmm. it. That's right. Everybody works down south. Mm -hmm. If you work at Popeye's or not, she can party with you all night. She going to work in the morning. She getting them going to work. Okay, so this, and there's two ways to kill a goldfish. <laughs> Don't feed them or feed them too much. And that's the difference between Democrats and Republicans. Mm -hmm. Democrats believe in overfeeding you and then yes. taking your hand and making you sign at the booth. No, we and don't. And Republicans right. tell you we ain't going to give you nothing right. up front. And so, and so they at least, and so here's my key to that. With Trump, 
So with, with, and with, let's take let's take California. There's certain neighborhoods that African Americans have got kicked out by That's Latinos. Right. Okay. That's mm-hmm. right. Now, if you got a thousand cousins coming over the border with guns, mm-hmm. weed, cocaine, um, uh, um, grenade launchers, uh, and I got three cousins come from from Mississippi and one getting out of jail, you're guaranteed to always have the advantage over me, and I'm native born to this space. That's right. So, with the in the first forty eight, Mexicans never get caught on the first forty eight. <laughs> They come in and shoot up everybody at the daycare and then buy a Cadillac and drive back. With that wall up, you got three cousins, I got three cousins. You can't drive back and you can't get no other product mm-hmm. in and now we have to coexist. The irony of this is, and if somebody said, well, brother, you know, the Latinos got to look out for themselves. Ten out of 11 slaves went to South America. Mm-hmm. One out of 11 slaves came to the United States. Mm-hmm. That means they got little black homies that speak Spanish that look like you from mm-hmm. where they from that they did not bring with them and don't put on. Yeah. So, so, so under Trump's agenda, even then, America's view on the Muslim. They have no problem with Muhammad Ali and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. The African-American Muslim, first of all, established Salat in the United States. Let's start there. Okay. The, um, Keith Ellison got sworn in on Thomas Jefferson's Qurans. Mm. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, so, so let's, start, let's go back there. Mm-hmm. When, during terrorist times, Muhammad Ali was retired as the greatest. Not one of... The greatest. Some of the same people that were racist to him before still retired him as the greatest. He went down because black Muslims helped help America civilize themselves. There wouldn't have been no there wouldn't have been no Martin without Malcolm. That's right. Because they didn't want to talk to Malcolm. So they had to talk to Martin. And so so I'm saying to you that 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 Trump being a businessman, getting in here, not caring about either side. Mm-hmm. And chopping up the 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 the, the because let's, let's be honest, every nonprofit turns into a democratic hub in every election. Mm-hmm. It's all and and that's the big secret of the slush fund. Every nonprofit turns into a democratic hub. That's right on every election. So if you get in there and you see that and you start chopping up stuff like oh y'all don't need that, people are hearing the bad sides of it. But on the opposite side, for boomers mm-hmm. and for the people who he represents, he has done more. He's the best president for the people he's done more he's kept to every one of his campaign promises no. for for his constituency he has yeah. that's, now, but, but that's the problem though james that's the problem i don't want a president that's only going to govern to his constituents i need a president like a george bush or some other republican president that's going to that's going to govern to every single person that didn't vote for him but he's now, trying. But no, he trying. no he isn't and then you yes, talk about is. you talk about his policies well first of all james in a year's time he hasn't enacted any darn thing the deregulation How long did it that, take obama it takes forever but again in the 18 months i let's pull it let's google and compare the two differences of what obama enacted in the first year what wait, i'm saying now, is wait this. a minute so when you talk about a, a dude that comes in and cares that's not donald trump and I, don't, donald, I don't need the him deregulation. To care. i need him to run this corporation no 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 no, no. i See, need him to keep thing. this thing Here's floating thing. you name than... me a president you name me a president that came from a business that transferred that transferred over it you know why you can't name one it hasn't you know Hold why because it doesn't work it's the not united working states now. is a corporation it's not working now the united states you is a corporation. Run, but here's the thing, though. And check you it out. We have 20 Fortune 500s in this state alone. In, in this state. And 90,000 jobs available. Now look, here, how they, look what here. they say about the man. Look what they say about Governor Dayton, those Fortune 500 companies. Because this man has made it possible for this economy to be as well as it has been. That's why Minnesota okay? runs great. I oh, mean, exactly. it is. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But what I, let me say this part about the, the, the Fortune 500s. What I'm saying to you is if the ship sinks, 
then none of us get to do anything. There's no more shuffleboard or bingo for anybody. And we got to remember what runs this country, and it's our corporations and everything that we've... This is a corporation. The, the, The movie The Wizard of Oz was about mm-hmm. the different industries, from the iron That's industry right. to That's the right. farming industry. Mm-hmm. The, the story of Pinocchio was about the corporation becoming a human being. Okay? That's why when they went to the amusement park and they all turned into donkeys, that represented democracy in the United States. No man can be sold into slavery unless he committed a crime. So they broke everything, then they got sold into slavery. My point to you is, is that it's all been about that from the beginning. The reason why the stock market went up was because other rich old businessmen realized that an old rich businessman was in charge, mm-hmm. and then they started to reinvest. See, there's not one black person on the stock market. No. Not one. No. So we better remember what keeps it running. I'm not saying that I agree with his policies. I'm saying that with black folks wasn't getting anything anyways. That's right. And so on the top of it, if you deport all the people who was not supporting us, let me tell you how cocky they are. They haven't even come to us as a black community and said, listen, I know you don't have a horse in this fight, mm-hmm. but uh, or a dog in this fight, mm-hmm. but uh, man, why don't you work with us? We, they just happy with us going along with but, it. Yeah. But Trump isn't doing that either. My point is, oh, my, he is. He's has been. When and where? Here's my thing. We, the black Republicans have been running their mouth lately. All these rich black folks have been popping out of the woodwork having discussions that they couldn't have under Democrat. Man, Cheryl what? Underwood. Man, oh, man, there's so many black Republicans talking money around here lately. That's because they, they were. Because they were scared because of the view. Listen, yes, listen. Right. a slave with a bad master longs for a better master and a slave with a good master longs to be free. Let me say this. Let me say this. Because <laughs> why? We brought this man on. Yeah, this okay, awesome. I love this. We've got one minute in today's show okay. and we got to do this podcast. No, no, no. Don't be sorry, bro. We got more in the podcast. Listen, guys, we've been preempted to Day because due to go for hockey. So you're going to be able to go to the iHeart channel, Black Republican, Black Democrat, and find our new co-host, Pat, myself, and the conversation with James on our iHeart station on Twin Cities, on our on iHeart Media and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. Next week, we'll be back. We'll live pod. Cryptocurrency. Yep. Uh, 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 yes. We got the guy. That's right. Cryptocurrency. Right. How I'm you're going to make money. We, that can help our community tremendously. Pat, well, thank you for Bitcoin. being a part of the family. Yes. James, sit right there. Yes, sir. And thanks for being a part. And thanks thank for announcing for right here, bro. And matter of fact, let's, let's Let's have you back again real maybe next week so we can talk more I'd about your to. campaign seriously. I would love to. So everybody go to our post show podcast right after that stand. I appreciate you. Everybody, thank you. Have a great rest of the day. Listen to the post show podcast. This has been Jamar Nelson. And this is Pat Win Lawrence. For Pat uh, for Black Republican Black Democrat on Twin Cities News Talk and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. dot